0: Yeah, this is, this is.
1: NetBank is proud to bring you inspiring stories from a new breed of young professionals. Your circumstances are not permanent. Um, Don't let your circumstances force you into things that you're not passionate about and things that you don't like. Take the risk. If you want to do something, go out there. Honestly, the sky is truly not the limit. I mean, we hear that often, but we are really living in the most fertile time where you can literally pursue anything that you want. So I see money as an enabler, and I've always seen money as an enabler. Uh, And that's why I was always big in savings since I was very, very young. Hello and welcome to Conversations with Young Professionals brought to you by Netbank. I am Vumi Sueli. I am your host, and we have a very special guest in the building today. His name is Sibusiso Ngobeni. If you have not heard of him, it means you have not picked up the latest Mail and Guardian because he has made the top 200 most influential young South Africans. He's a SAFTA award-winning producer, he's a finalist at the Accenture Rising Star Awards, and he's an all-good-looking man. Sibusiso, how how are you today wow
0: that was an amazing introduction <laughs> i'm good looking apparently okay well i'm great i'm great and thank you for having me here
1: thank you so much for joining us so we want to get to know you a little bit so i'm gonna do a rapid fire question you choose any answer that feels right don't think too hard okay. question number one bush or beach? beach apple or android android seven colors on a sunday or a braai a braai Movies or Netflix? Netflix. Instagram or Twitter?
0: Uh, conflicted. Instagram.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's a tough one. It's a tough one. Wine or beer?
0: Definitely wine.
1: Very good. My kind of man. So, if you could have dinner, anyone dead or alive, who is coming? Only one guest. And what are you serving?
0: It's got to be our former president, Tawan Beki. I've always wanted to meet the guy. Amazing 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 and i would be serving i don't know what he likes i heard he likes red meat but i probably would serve some fish some salmon because i love salmon and i think it's something that he would love you know he's got this British thing going on and i think it could work norwegian salmon kind of thing i think he would love that kind of stuff with red wine not white wine with red wine because i know he loves red wine that's what i've heard okay. and some cigars there you know oh sounds for, yum. for, for the chat after with some <laughs> coffee yeah that's right what by I'll the do. fireplace the good pinotage exactly.
1: So, so you're joining us today To talk about unconventional careers And how they happen No doubt as a, as a gentleman Who is in the media industry Not typically what a family would want For a child To so say go into media Become a producer Tell us a bit about your journey She's
0: actually very very much right My family. F- particularly my father's family, the Ngovenis, they are all academics. They have MBAs, one of them is studying a doctorate, my uncle is also going to be doing his PhD very soon. So, um, everyone knew that I wanted to be an architect, Um, and then, because I was very good with accounting at school, I'm like, nah, I'm going to be an accountant, but it was very easy. And then um, I applied, and then to various different varsities, but um, only UCT actually came back to me and said, "Hey, how about you do economics and politics?" And I thought to myself, "Who does that for their lives? I mean, why would I do that?" But I, now, when I think about it, it was because I was very involved in a lot of stuff, you know, school, in school. I mean, I've been in leadership positions since I at seven, all the way up until I got to matric. Um, I was also the school's vi- deputy vice president in the RCL uh, and the deputy um, 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 head boy. And I was doing a lot of other things, you know. Um, and I mean, I was the guy who was always the firebrand. I was like the Julius Malema of my, of my high school. Because <laughs> it was an Afrikaans high school. So oh, wow. I was always fighting for equality and stuff like that. And um, so it makes sense why they wanted me to do that. So then I said to my dad, actually, no, I want to be an actor. Because I was doing drama as well at school, apart from my other sporting stuff that I was doing. I was doing drama at school, and I was like, I want to be an actor. I love it. It's, I enjoy it. And basically, that's how the bug bit me. And my dad was was exceptionally angry. Mm-hmm. And he even told As you respect expect most yeah. African parents exactly. to be. Exactly. Because they were like, how are you going to make money? What, 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 what? what? And I, I knew that I wouldn't make as much money as I would have if I became an architect or an accountant or even done politics and economics. But. Politics and economics. I didn't actually know what I was going to do. I was like, "What to be a politician?" You know. So that's so how you were willing to give up the money for the love. Yes, I was. I really, really was. Sometimes you think about it, like mm, maybe I should have <laughs> gone the other route. You know. But that's how I got into it. Went to Avda, studied my my degree in Avda, and then I sort of you working make that sound
1: home. very easy. After it's no easy feat, yeah. even getting into Avda. Um. So what was the journey getting in? Getting into
0: Avda for me was a bit pretty easy, and mainly because I was very accomplished in high school level. So it, I didn't really go through all the drama that a lot of the people were in through at AVDA. Um, but staying in AVDA was tough, was really tough. I mean, I remember, I think we were about like 350 students. And I remember Barta Pashir, one of the school's former owners, was like, tell them that you're from AVDA, when you, you know, three years t- time from now when you graduate. And um, from 350 students, I think we were about like 80 by the time we got to... I'm uh, um, the third year. Uh-huh. Like a lot of people were cut out. A lot of people felt I almost failed myself. Mm-hmm. You know, it was very difficult. I mean, there's a lot of people who went on and dropped out and now are doctors and accountants and lawyers or whatever. What we do is very difficult actually. People think it's easy just put us pretty pictures. Actually, no. It's really almost like recreating life on on some kind of a platform, which is a visual video platform, an audio visual platform. That's what you do, especially if you're doing things like feature films and dramas. It's just a lot of hard work and it involves each and every single person's industry in terms of career careers. I mean you have doctors there, you've got arch- architects, engineers to build sets and stuff like that. That's what we do, you know, and as a producer, you like basically the project manager for all of those different touch points, you know, and having to recreate all of that.
1: That's very interesting because um, you're right. I think a lot of people would hear television producer and automatically start thinking red carpet and the wonderful awards. But to know that there's quite a lot of hard work um, actually that goes into it. What do you think has been the biggest challenge in getting one into the industry? And what was your biggest misconception getting into such an unconventional industry?
0: Um, my biggest challenge getting into the industry, um, you know, getting a job in the industry is not easy. And a lot, a lot of my peers who graduated t- with me only really got into the industry about a good four or five years later. And I would say at least about half of them actually didn't ever get into the industry. They ended up going to do other careers because it was just that difficult, because it's a small industry and it's very closed. Our industry really works with word of mouth. So if you get in your foot in and you do very well, then it's word of mouth how you actually progress and you build yourself, you know. So I actually submitted 300 emails in my third year at Avda to various different companies and only four came back and only of the four, one of them was like, come and see us for an interview. And then I went for an interview. I started working for a company called, don't forget George Benson productions as a production manager there. And then literally when I was working there, about three months later, uh, while I was working there, I got then a call from my first proper TV job from a company called engage entertainment, which I would actually later on in years become a shareholder of and what, what, and what, what. And, um, they called me in, hey, we'd like to come in and, 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 and work as a production assistant. I was a bit uh, cocky, so I was like, no, I will be your production coordinator and give me two weeks to prove it. And they actually bought into it.
1: Oh, wow, two so weeks. you took that yeah,
0: initiative. Yeah, I took that in- initiative. I thought they would tell me to just, you know, fly a kite, but I, they called me back and I went. And that's how I started my career in television.
1: So you've basically, in, in sharing your story, I'm seeing a, a, quite a trend here. Resilience. You're saying, no matter what happens, I'll carry on doing it. Two, taking a chance and saying, I'm going to bet on myself and take it to the next level. So so it's no wonder you're definitely one of South Africa's most influential um, young South Africans. I'm very interested to know in you looking back at your career now, knowing what you know now, what sort of conversation would you have had with your younger self to make sure that you are where you are and you actually supersede it? Um-
0: that's a very difficult question because normally I think it, I, I would have different answers every time so, because there's, there's, there's a number of things. But one of the things that are, are very key to me now is that I would have said to myself, trust yourself better, trust yourself better because I've been suffering from an imposter syndrome for a very long time and I've been suffering from being not as confident for a very long time. I had to wait for this kind of moment to start having confidence in myself and trusting myself because from a young age, people were like, dude, you're really good at what you do. You know, you're a very confident person. You're very, they see it, but I don't feel it, Mm -hmm. you know, and um, why I started realizing that maybe I actually am, you know, a bit uh, above the curve is, or ahead of the curve was, I mean, I became a producer director at age 23. That is when I actually got my first SAFTA nomination Mm -hmm. as a producer and a director for a, for a, a show called Salted, you know, and... At that time, there weren't many producers and directors. I was producing South Africa's biggest show and directing, which was called Gospel Gold. And I think we were sitting around about 4, four million viewers at the time. I was extremely influential at age 23, and I didn't know that, you know, and I was doing three other productions at the same time. So I didn't really realise my talents. Until a much later time when I started reflecting on my career, I'm like, jeez, when I look at how people's careers have been going, I've actually done so much, you know, for someone who's now 33, you know. So I think I would have told my younger self, trust yourself better um, um, and, and really try to, to declutter Everything around you, and, and 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 have more focus. I've always been focused, but I feel that I should have been more focused because I think a lot of things would be even further. But I'm I'm, I'm much more content now with where I am. Actually, you know, I'm not as depressed <laughs> as, <you> were, yeah. <laughs> as I was yeah. before. Yeah. It's
1: interesting you mentioned the imposter syndrome. So, for our listeners who don't know, imposter syndrome is that feeling when you walk into a room and the voices in your head basically let you know that you're not good enough, that maybe you're just a fraudster. Knowing what you know now, how do you overcome that? When that, that insecurity, that fear that a lot of us might feel when you walk into corporates or we walk into unconventional spaces like yours, how do, how do you help counter that within yourself? Um, look,
0: for me, to be honest with you, I only really got over it, honestly, a few days after I got named um, on the list. Because wow. for the first time, I realised she's... I've done a lot because I read, I read an article written, by my, written for me by one of the journalists. Um, thank you, NetBank, actually, because you guys have uh, really helped me get over something like this. Well so, done, NetBank. <laughs> so so um, because of what I realized of the accomplishments, and I started playing back what people have been saying to me since I was... In, in, the, in the high school days, and I realized, geez, I actually am good as what people are saying I am, you know, but I think I needed more pat in the back. But you don't need to have a pat in the back. When someone says you're good at what you're, take it and own it. Take it and own it and run with it and make sure that you exploit that because you're going to only be a better person. You're only going to be reaching higher, um, better heights, you know, and to me, in a way, I wish I had. Uh, Taking note of that At a much earlier age A much younger age But I'm happy that now I'm over it Because it took me a long time Because I'd sometimes Get very embarrassed When people would sing Accolades and stuff about me um, But then after the, 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 the MNG thing I mean I was sitting on TV I had my article Everyone started calling me And people saying All these different things I'm like she's Wow, all these wonderful things. So I really must own it. So now I've taken ownership of it and I'm running with it now. And I'm, I'm in a different new headspace and I'm actually reaching for higher heights. You know, I'm so I'm a very happy person, you know, but honestly, I think that the word of advice I could give to anyone is that take, um, take your, 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 your talents, own them, you know, take ownership of them and run with them. Because trust me, you, there's no way that someone else is seeing it for the sake of just seeing it. It's not fraud. It is who you are. You know, that's the only way you're going to free yourself of something like that. You have to take ownership and then you run with it. Yeah.
1: It's so refreshing to see you going from the background and stepping into your own light. Yeah. Well done. I'm very, very proud of you regarding you. that. What I'm curious to know is Clearly, there's been a lot of bravery, a lot of bravery in stepping into your own light, a lot of bravery in saying, you know what, this is what I want, and going forward for it. Now you've taken another step. You, in the past few months, you've recently left a company that was thriving, and you're stepping into into a new spot, a new light. Tell us a little bit about your journey and the new business you you've now uh, founded.
0: Yeah, so um, so basically, um, engage entertainment is a company I worked started working for, and then I left and went to um, actually got poached. So nice to start to say that got poached by, <laughs> <head hunted laughs> by, by red, Pepper by by Pictures to work for Connect TV, some of the shows that you guys watched your Tulas Bones, your Kachings, and we're part of the team that's developing your OPWs and all that stuff, you know. Um, and then I moved on, worked for another company. Then after that, I was like, you know what, I've always wanted to start my own company because I've I've had a vision I would say list more than a vision board where like at age 27, I must have started my own company at age 30. I should have already got my my MBA. Unfortunately, I'm a bit behind that curve. But that's the, the, the steps, you know, and I was following exactly what I wanted to do. And then um, Engage called me and said, listen, we'd like you to come back, but we'd like you to come back as a business partner and also as a managing director of the company and executive producer. I took on the job. And I've done what I needed to do there, I think. But it was time to start living my dream, to start doing what I really wanted to do. You know, I'm very passionate about social um, activism in content. So I did a show called Kick It, which was really about substance abuse and drug abuse, you know, basically alcohol and drug abuse. Under the, under the Keep It 100 campaign done by the GCR Goethe um, Gauteng region. I guess, you know, which is under the Department of Social Development of Gauteng. And um, that kind of content I love, you know, so I, wanted, I want to start really focusing on doing that kind of content that changes the lives of other people and help other people be better than who they are, you know, in their current state. So then that's when I was like, no, I'm going to start something new. And then I banded out with uh, with some two girls, Club together with some two girls um, who are now my business partners and we started a company called Mindset Concept Production House. And that's where we are now. Um, I'm their current COO. So I'm the Chief Operating Officer, we've got a CEO, and we've got a Chief Content Architect. So these are the three business partners, and we are now taking over the world. So soon you'll be seeing quite a lot of exciting content coming from us. And, um, I mean, we've just recently delivered our sixth annual Africa Television Market in Durban. Um, So, we're doing a lot of stuff. So I'm very excited for the future and what the future is
1: bringing, you know, on my plate. I love the fact that you started out with a vision list, that this must be accomplished at this point. And when you've seen that season end and you're ready... And I know how much courage it takes to be an entrepreneur, to step out and say, this is my dream, this is what I'm going for, and, and crossing that off the list. I know you said that you're still wanting to do your MBA. Congratulations on actually getting a, uh, actually being accepted at the Berlin Leadership Academy. So congratulations on that. I'm sure that MBA is very much en route. Um, from my side, I'm curious. Obviously, NetBank is sponsoring us, so we can't let you go without talking a little bit about money, yeah. especially as an entrepreneur. Yeah. Let's talk about what are your spending habits, Things that are bad, things that are good, and what you've learned about money. Sheesh, I've learned a lot about money over the past. Not post. just how to spend it like I do.
0: <laughs> Look, I've learned a lot about money because I've had I've had the privilege now of running a company um that has a balance sheet, that has, you know, um, you know, you have to worry about cash flow and stuff like that. Things that you don't really you take for granted. So I've had to start applying that into my own personal life, you know. And um, and obviously because I, my my previous business was also going through a bit of a drama because of what's been going on with the public broadcast, that was most of our business was there as well. So we've been having a cash crunch. so now you have to learn how to really manage your money from a cash flow point of view week to week, sometimes even day to day. And that's what I've had to now learn to do, you know, where I actually do draw up a budget. Fun wow I really do draw up a budget. Um, every single month of what I I'm expecting to get. I'm like, okay, fine, that's what I'm getting this month. Because I work as a freelancer at the moment. So money is still, you know. So um so what I've been doing is that I've been drawing up a budget month to um, month to month and then I make sure that I manage it on a week-to-week basis. So basically the same things that I was employing in my business, um, I'm employing in my personal life because that's the only thing that's actually been keeping me going, you know, day in and day out. And now in the new business that we've just recently starting, it's something that I'm now employing in the new business, you know. So soon, I mean, we'll have a proper healthy balance sheet, you know, and a healthy bank balance, you know. So um, my bad spending habits are wine, <laughs> <laughs> I love wine. I love good wine. <laughs> I really love good wine. You know, like a any true bottle, South African should. You know, and mellows. You know, especially mellows, and some Pinotage from time to time. So I've got a bad thing of that, and then I always buy sour, sour worms. My gosh. <laughs> so those are only two money stealers from my, from my, for, from from my, from my, from my bank account. But other than that, I save. I've got a tax-free account. You know. So and trust me, it works. Tax-free account works, um, and I've always had a very good idea of how to really preserve and grow money. Because even when I was in um, at Avda in I was doing my second year when the 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 the, the shares for what you call it for um, multi choice under the I no, forgot, I yeah for multi it's actually multi choice under the uh, I forgot what which is the B company mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I put So I actually bought shares there. And I cashed them out a couple of years ago when I was going through a cash crunch and it was worth a lot. I mean, I literally put in 2,000 rands but it became tens of thousands of rands in less than eight years. So you have, to, you have to put some money aside, no matter what. Even if you get 50 rand a month, make sure at least 10 rand of that 50 rand is put aside, you know, and you can break up that 10 into different savings pockets as well, because trust me, it works. You know, um, appreciation works because of compounded interest, you know. So um, that's how you, you grow your money. But you have to also learn how to manage the cash flow of your money.
1: Thank you so much, Smoo. Last question from my side. What w- wise words of wisdom, no, rather say what words of wisdom, little pearls, would you like to share with our young professionals, especially those wanting to enter unconventional spaces?
0: Look, I think it's about learning to trust yourself and being very resilient. You have to be resilient because it will get tough. I won't lie. I've had a lot of down moments but I'm always picking myself up. Um, and also, it's it's also about following your instinct and your gut feel. Trust me, you gut feel is the best, best decision maker for you in anything. Do not ignore your gut. So follow your gut, be resilient about what you're, what, what you're wanting to do and just do it. Because if you never start, you will never, never start. So if you really want to start a business tomorrow, just do it. You know, if you want to be a producer, just do it. And being just do it is like, Pick up the phone call and make the first call to wherever you need to make to actually start doing something. Because the problem about us, we love, um, what's that word? When, when you say procrastinating. procrastinating. Do not procrastinate because when you procrastinate, which has been a big issue that for me as well over the years, and I've now had to, you know, really start managing a lot. But if you learn... How to avoid procrastination. And you only avoid it by following gut feel and actually learning to just start something. Start somewhere. And trust me, once you start somewhere, things will start opening up. That's what I've had to learn over the past year, particularly because I've been going through a very difficult time in my own career. But I've literally decided to just do. It. And ever since I've been doing, things are happening, like doors are opening.
1: I think there's no better note to end on than that. Just do it, Young Professionals. That's it from me, Vumim Suedi, Conversations with Young Professionals, brought to you by NetBank. Thank you, Swoo. Awesome. For more info and to hear even more interesting conversations with young professionals, log on to www.youngprofessionals.co.za.